Hi, I'm Hannah Sparrow. As a behavior analyst, I'm here to connect the science of behavior to everyday life. Join me as I reveal the secrets of why we do what we do and give you tools for how to change habits. Welcome back. Today, we're going to jump ship. We're going to go from the fun of celebrities and social media to the big topic of April, Autism Awareness Month. But my topic is not necessarily about autism. It's about everything around the diagnosis of autism. And I want to start with ABA, Applied Behavior Analysis. Now, I want to start there because it has become synonymous with autism, but it shouldn't be. If you have heard of ABA, more than likely you automatically think autism, but it's not. And that's what I want to dig in today about what is the secret of what ABA actually is. So in the field, we have a board, you have to get board certified to be top level, top notch behavior analysts in order to apply behavior analysis, ABA, Applied Behavior Analysis. Now there's different fields. You have, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna make fun a little bit because there's, there's jokes in the field between those that do applied and those that do experimental. You have those that are literally in the labs with rats studying behavioral principles, which is fantastic. We need the research to back it up. But those in the labs think they know it all and everybody in the applied think they know it all. But we need both. We need both parts of the field. So we have, we're in the same field and we need each other so we can't get rid of each other. <laughs> But ABA is applied behavior analysis. Now applied means you're using behavioral principles. So when you sit for the board exam, become a board certified behavior analyst, it has nothing to do with autism on the exam, nothing. Because the board and the certification, and if you hear BCBA, board certified behavior analyst, it has nothing to do with autism based on science of human behavior. It's like saying a pediatrician and their board exam to be able to be a doctor is all about autism. It's not. They can diagnose it, but they don't take a test on it. That's where the application comes in and your supervision and all of that. Well, where did it come from? Why did it become synonymous with autism? Well, I'll tell you. Back in the 1900s, <laughs> the 1970s actually, Lovas decided that he had a hypothesis. And his theory was that he can use behavior analysis to teach people to talk. So he's like, okay, I need people who cannot talk to see if my theory is right. He ended up choosing the population of autistics and he started with residential group homes that most of the residents were on the autism spectrum and he was successful. And in the clinic settings, he found that those that received high intensity treatment, 40% of them quote unquote recovered, meaning they were able to function more in society on their own and be able to have a more fulfilled life. Like that's ultimately the goal. Well, around 2013 or 15, insurance realized, oh snap, we can make a lot of money if we cover early intervention ABA treatment. So the field exploded. That's why we have half the field of behavior analysts having only done it for five years or less, plus they only work with children. So everyone hears ABA, autism, but that's not what it is. That's only one aspect of the field and it only blew up because insurance got involved and investors were like, oh, we're gonna go make a buttload of money. That's not to this, the ABA system, it's more of just saying, this is literally what happened. And I think ABA is an amazing treatment, but I also 
and we'll talk another time about this, I also don't think it's the one-stop shop for everybody. Because look at the original research, only 40%. It wasn't 80%. It wasn't 90%. It was 40. It's still a really big number, but it's still a gamble. And I don't even think you should look at it as, oh, they recovered. It's how much can we improve someone's life so they can still be them, but function more on their own to do more and be more and live a life that they want. That's the whole point, whether you're working children or adults or whatever it is. So that's how it came to be synonymous with autism. But guess what? There's so many other areas you use it in. You can use it in the educational system. You can use it. I know psychiatrists write behavioral plans because I read them all the time. (laughs) Um, They're very different than how I would write them. I see teachers writing them. I hear stories of my brothers who are in the military talk about the contingencies and the system set up that the military has. It's all behavioral based. When you even talk about employee retention, you're looking at motivators, you're looking at behavior patterns, and behavior patterns can be in systems or individuals. So you have it in the whole corporate field when you look at the culture of your company and your employee retention. You have it in sports. Did you know doing a drill in sports is DTT. Those of you that know ABA and everyone's like, oh, we hate DTT. Well, we do it. And get this, ABA, if you look at what it should be, should be a system of tools that allows you to learn things and improve and change your habits. That's it. Not a one-stop shop. It's not one population. It's not the cure of the world. It's one more tool. And it's really cool because it exists. And once you know the pieces, you know the ingredients to make what you want to make. So overall, ABA or Applied Behavior analysis has become synonymous with autism just because of the explosion in the last decade. But that's not what ABA is. Join me next time. We'll dig into more about what ABA actually is. Thanks for listening to Sparrow. Listen again on Mondays and Fridays for more Behavior Talk. And in the meantime, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And you can follow me on my socials at Sparrow and HannahSparrow.org. But the most important is I would love to hear your messages because I want to hear what topics you want talked about.